This is the True Real Estate 911 podcast with Lisa True. Lisa will share up-to-date real estate information with you that you need to know. Welcome to True Real Estate 911. It is Brian Mudd along with your local real estate pro, Lisa True. And today, we're also going to be talking reverse mortgages with Brian Cooper. He's a reverse mortgage specialist for cross-country mortgage. A lot has changed in recent years. We have all the latest information that you need to know to make informed decisions. Before we get going today, I want to remind you that if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com. Why? Well, once you get there, it'll make uh, perfect sense because it's the best local resource for real estate that you're going to find. All kinds of educational information from the Trues videos, what you need to know to be prepared to buy, to sell, uh, plenty of Q&A uh, opportunities there as well, and always somebody that's ready to help you. And by the way, while you're there, you can also check out the MLS in real time. The information that the real estate pros like the Trues see, they make it available to you so you can enjoy it and have the information you need in real time that's so much more accurate than sites like Zillow, for example. And always, the Trues buying, selling questions, seven days a week. They are ready to help you. Call 561-972-8326, 561-972-8326. And Lisa, as we get going today, I know we're going to be talking reverse mortgages, but always want a little insight into what the local real estate market is doing. Uh, here we are. The ACs are running full blast again. We know that uh, uh, winter ended early as it typically does around here. So how is the real estate market as we're getting ready to in enter those spring months, even if a little bit early? Well, if you go by any of our restaurants, you know that we have lots of visitors this time of year. <laughs> they are down here. They are enjoying our 80 degree weather. Um, the beaches are packed and they are looking at real estate. So it is a great time both in our spring selling market. It started early because rates have been bouncing around, inventories down, and every time that happens, buyers get out there early. And then obviously our people looking to escape winter, they are down here and they're very active. One of the trends we're seeing right now where people have come down, they did not work with us. They purchased property they're not happy. Now they're selling that property and moving to the lifestyle that they wanted. So if you're new to South Florida, let us help you find that right property the first time, because it's a very costly mistake to be buying, selling it within a year of coming to Florida. No question. And we know that that is something that you really specialize in helping find people the perfect home. In fact, you always have a lot of people that are looking at any given time for that perfect home. It can help place people often within just a few showings, a lot of times on the first one even. Now, we uh, the last we had spoken, uh, we had talked a little bit about interest rates and the concerns. Obviously, interest rates, mortgage rates have been on uh, the move a little bit higher. We'd seen some four-year highs recently. Are you seeing interest rate sensitivity in the market at this point? Are their concerns? Not really. Most of the buyers are just looking for to satisfy their their needs versus worried about the financial side of it. I mean, obviously, they understand the impact of affordability as interest rates go up, but we're not seeing anybody choosing not to purchase. Um, they're just maybe getting kind of serious, which is what they should be doing. Um, we're also seeing buyers looking at alternative products. So the 15-year, uh, we have quite a few looking at the 15-year, which still has an attractive rate. So we are seeing them asking questions. I think once we start getting over the fives, obviously it'll impact more people on what they can afford, but uh, it's not causing people to not buy the spring. 
Okay, well, that's very helpful information. And again, the, the truths are ready to help you, whatever your considerations might be right now, even if you're just trying to get more information about the changes in the local real estate market. Now, Lisa, as we are getting ready to talk about reverse mortgages, if you'll set Brian Cooper up for a moment for us, I know that you take very seriously the partners that you work with. Why is it that you want to introduce him to the folks that listen to us and that you're working with. So one of the things I'm always looking for is would I use this company myself? Now, I may not use this company for this product. It may not apply to my life. Uh, certainly not yet. I'm not old enough. <laughs> and yet um, I do trust this organization. And it's very important because they have specialists kind of like we do. So Brian has been doing reverse mortgages for what, 12 years. And so he knows the ins and outs. And the other thing that's really important to me is, uh, he said earlier, I hate salespeople. Now, he doesn't hate every salesperson because he I'm, loves I'm a salesperson. <laughs> However, his point was, he doesn't want to be sold something. Right. He wants somebody to consult with him and offer pros, cons, and really look at and say, is this right for me? This may not be for everybody. And yet this may be a great product for someone listening. So it's understanding it. And I believe that they will say no to people or they will say, look, I, I don't think that this is a smart move for you. And that's why he's here. Because I think that instead of just people going out there and finding just anybody, this is someone who I would trust my parents to if they were looking at a reverse mortgage. And we will turn now to Brian Cooper, and that is a very strong endorsement. An endorsement from Lisa True means something, and certainly, uh, you know, she has, has spoken very highly of you. Reverse mortgages over the past 12 years, a great deal has changed. That was the first thing that uh, you know, jumped out at me. You've been through a great deal of adversity, not just in the mortgage industry generally, but certainly with the changes in reverse mortgages. Uh, so, Brian, uh, welcome to the show. And if you'll talk a little bit about uh, some of what you see in terms of the opportunities uh, for people that could take advantages uh, of reverse mortgages today, and also some of the changes that you think have benefited those that do attain a reverse mortgage. Th thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. So th there have been a lot of changes in the reverse mortgage world and uh, changes for the better. And it it's about, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions about reverse mortgages. And I'm the first one to tell somebody, hey, this might not be your best option. It's all about that conversation. As an industry as a whole, though, you know, they put some um, parameters in place. We have financial assessment where we're looking at somebody's income and we're looking at their assets and we're looking at their housing expenses. We want to make sure it's a proper fit. It's not just about, hey, sign here and let's get the ball rolling. It's about making sure that we're actually doing something that's going to benefit somebody for, for the long haul. You know, we're dealing with a special part of the population. Dealing with seniors is something I take very seriously. It's, it, it's not a, a rush and we're trying to lock into a rate and we got to close as quickly as possible. Uh, it's about you know, making a life change for somebody that can be have a serious impact. Without a question. So, Brian, as we're taking a look at uh, some of the reforms that have taken place, I know one of the biggest considerations that uh, changed uh, at the federal level, um, what, a couple of years ago, I guess it's been now, uh, the spouse that might not necessarily be listed on a mortgage. There were concerns that potentially uh, if that spouse wasn't on a mortgage and they were the surviving party, that there could be an issue if they were not able to satisfy the terms of the mortgage if their partner who was the uh, the primary on that mortgage, if they ended up uh, passing first. Can you talk a little bit about those reforms that have passed and how that impacts people? So uh, regarding a non-borrowing spouse, the primary borrower 
has to be at least 62 years of age or older. If somebody's under 62 years of age, uh, everything is going to be based on their age. And that non-barring spouse, that there are you know, some protections. That it's a little bit of a gray area, to be honest with you. Uh, the, the industry got really excited because there was a lot of issue with, with a non-barring spouse because if somebody was under 62, they'd have to come off of title. And that's a big deal. Losing a spouse has got to be horrific. But then to potentially lose your house because you, you know, you're not a borrower, uh, it's just something I wasn't comfortable with. So back in the day, my first question would be to somebody, if your spouse passes, what's your plan? And if they say, oh, well, we have a life insurance policy, or I couldn't live in this big house by myself, I'd live with my sister, I'd move with the kids. If they had a plan, that's an easier pill to swallow. But for some people, they would just shrug their shoulders, and I don't know what I would do. And that's not a loan that I would write. The guy or girl down the street might, but, but not me. So one of the changes that came into effect with the non-barring spouse was they were now, quote unquote, protected. And they're protected if their spouse dies. And that's the key word. But if their spouse, let's say, has a stroke and has to go to a nursing home, they're still alive. But 123 Main Street is no longer their primary residence. The nursing home is. So technically, that spouse is no longer protected because the borrowing spouse has not died. It's, again, not an area that I'm really comfortable with unless somebody has a plan because it, it's it, it's a big gray area that really hopefully will be addressed but hasn't been for quite some time. You know, that thoughtful approach, I think, is ultimately what people are looking for because making sure that people are fully informed to make a wise decision for something that can supplement them in retirement uh, is absolutely ideal. And Lisa, uh, I know that you work with people across all demographics. You've talked a lot about the first-time buyer that's really emerged over the past year to year and a half. Uh, but certainly, we know in our community that we have many seniors that are looking to purchase that dream home or go the other way and down size in this area in addition to buying second properties. You know, I like this product not for the person who's struggling to get in. I like this product for the person that maybe sold their home up north and is using it as part of a strategy with a great tax planner, a good CPA, financial planner, and they're not um, without the backup plans. I think that there there's really good options for some of those people that have that money and they just want to keep it liquid. Maybe they don't want to put it in their new Florida home when they're making Florida their their primary. And I said, I think there's a place for it. I I get really concerned when people are doing it because that's what they can afford because, you know, things go up, taxes, insurance, and life happens, let's face it. And all of a sudden, you can't pay the the HOA. You get a special assessment. I mean, these are all things, if you're tight, really tight, you have to have that what's going to happen if. And I'm seeing a lot of buyers, not just seniors, making this mistake right now. They're making buying decisions or trying to make buying decisions because one house has taxes lower this year than another one. What they haven't realized is why, is that oh, well, this person's lived in this house for 15 years. It's dramatically below tax current value. And next year, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be calling us saying, we can't afford our house anymore. And I'm seeing those um, types of mistakes. And I think it happens in the senior. And I think it also happens in the first time home buyer market. Because even though we're sharing this with them, it's like, I'll deal with this later. No, we, we've done that before. We cannot deal with this later. We have to deal with the what ifs on the front end because best case is so easy, right? We all want to go there, but we have to say what happens when 
all these things happen. Are we okay? Can Do we have the strategy? Do we have the resources? Are we setting aside the extra money so that when it happens, we're good? Then this is a great a great option and a great tool. And I do like some of the people that actually have assets and have money that are using it instead of just going and getting a traditional mortgage, maybe they're getting financial advice to get get a mortgage. This is a great option for many because it allows them to not have that payment and keep some of the reserves in the bank. You raise a lot of important and good points uh, talking about the differences with homestead protection and property taxes and how some people might not really understand what the implication is upon transactions. And uh, Brian, uh, picking up on that point and talking about reverse mortgages, what is a, a good candidate or what is the profile of someone who is ideal for a reverse mortgage? So ideal would be, in, in Talisa's point, uh, people who are looking to downsize, people who are maybe coming from up north and coming down to the Sunshine State. I worked with somebody recently that was moving here from New Jersey and they netted about $400,000 from the sale of their home up north. So rather than take all 400000 and buying something down here, they could use a reverse mortgage purchase to use part of the money from the reverse mortgage and part of the money from the net from the sale of the home up north and still have a good chunk of change in their piggy banks if they wanted to remodel or need, they needed in-home care or to pay for insurance or maybe a special assessment that's coming up or for taxes or insurance. So to Lisa's point, those that are just kind of scraping by, uh, would those be people that you would be concerned about compared to somebody who might be stable and this is a way to uh, create a better situation when they're already uh, potentially on their feet? It, it depends on the situation. And, and to be honest with you, uh, financial assessment is fabulous for that because we can look at the picture of, of what they have. You know, if they're just getting social security, are there any other assets in the bank? Uh, a lot of the folks that I speak to, they're just receiving social security. There's no pension. Uh, there's very little, if anything, in the bank, and they're, they're just getting by. And you know, with financial assessment, if their income is $1,000 a month, but their monthly nut is 1200 a month, then this isn't helping them. It's not the right product. And it's also for somebody who wants to stay in their home for the long haul. It's not just a, oh, yeah, I'm going to get one of those reverse mortgages, and then I'm going to retire down to Florida in a year. It, that it doesn't make sense. What you say makes a lot of sense. And so uh, the, the consultative process that you're talking about uh, is certainly, I'm sure, appreciated by those you work with. We are talking about a changing interest rate environment. Um, how does that potentially impact uh, the reverse mortgage product? And uh, what should considerations be if people are thinking about it from a timing perspective? It's an interesting question. Most of my folks aren't as concerned about interest rate because they're not making a monthly payment. With a traditional reverse mortgage, those that have money in the reverse mortgage line of credit, the line of credit actually grows every month. And that growth is determined by interest rate. So if their interest rate does happen to go up, their line of credit is going to grow. So it's actually a benefit. It's not such a negative. Uh, also with reverse mortgages, people can make payments towards the reverse mortgage balance. And if later they want to, you know, they have an assessment that comes up or a need, they can recapture the, that money that they had paid back. And the proceeds received are tax-free as well, which is a nice benefit. So a lot of people might not want to tap into their nest egg of investments, but they can retrieve tax-free loan proceeds from a reverse mortgage. It's all that, about options. That's uh, really interesting information. So Lisa, as you are working with Brian, uh, you know, from a strategic standpoint, how is it that you evaluate someone that is asking you questions relative to potentially Brian being able to step in? If somebody wants to reach out to you, but they want more information about reverse mortgages, what's the best approach? Well, one of the things they just need to do is call us. And, um, you know, 
if in fact Brian does the evaluation and decides that this probably isn't the right route, maybe there's a different loan product that's better. The great thing is the the team that Brian's a part of, somebody is a specialist in that area. So they don't have to start all over. They can just go, okay, we'll talk to this person. They can help you. Because it really is about putting people in the right product that's right for them. And that's always the case, right? If you're a first-time home buyer, it's no different. Do you go with a an FHA? Do you go with a 20% down? Do you go with a 5% down conventional? Like what is the best product for your situation? And this is no different. Uh, the reverse mortgage uh, for a purchase, and I think that's the one thing that people don't realize is that you can use the reverse mortgage in for your purchase, not just a refinance situation of, hey, I need money out or whatever. I mean, I'm having I'm having a financial challenge. I actually like people to look at this that are doing it more on strategy and advice and preserving nest egg than we're tight and we're squeezing every single dime out of out of the purse. To me, that makes me very nervous. You know, we are financially conservative as well. And one of the things Steve and I have seen things that we today have shared with you. We get nervous with some of these loan products that have come out. We're watching this going, okay, it's not been that long. Let's not forget what stupid money did to all of us in our economy, right? So we we want people to kind of have all the information. And if you're going to look at the product, go to someone who's going to analyze it, but also say to you, look, I think there's a better option for you. And be okay with not selling you something. Be okay with really putting you into the right scenario versus just doing a deal. Sure. And Brian, um, as we wrap up today, what are some of the considerations for somebody who is open to the idea of reverse mortgage, uh, considering it weighing options, maybe needing some more information? Please reach out. It's always about the conversation. It's never a, hey, let's sign here and get the ball rolling. It's, you know, I work with the Pulse team at Cross Country, and it's just, as Lisa was saying, it's a group of fantastic people. And it's about always you know educating our borrower as to what's going to be their best option. I imagine that over the past 12 years, you have seen a great deal. Uh, and in order to persevere through this change in environment in the industry, uh, surely I imagine that you have acted pretty responsibly because I know many who did not that did not make it through. Uh, to Lisa's point, we hear some messaging on the air and, and out there, you know, being marketed that I think uh, might be less than responsible again, even if the products haven't opened up. At this point, what is your personal assessment of the state of the reverse mortgage industry. Yeah, I, I think it's an incredible product for the right person. Uh, after having the conversation you know, with financial assessment and everyone who gets a reverse mortgage goes through reverse mortgage counseling also, uh, just to make sure somebody has understanding and that, that it's a proper fit for them. So it's about you know adapting with the changes and you know there, there's a need and if the, this, if the need can be you know corrected or helped with this product, it's a beautiful thing. Very good. And uh, uh, Lisa is always available. Again, if you have a question for Brian, you're also welcome to reach out to Lisa. The two of them work together and they can get you paired up with the information you need to know to make an informed decisions. And again, if you're not already there, go to truerealestate911.com. It is the best local resource you're going to find for real estate information. Remember that buying, selling questions seven days a week, the truths are always ready to help you at 561-972-8326. That's 561-972-8326. I'm Brian Mudd for Brian Cooper, Reverse Mortgage Specialist at Cross Country Mortgage. And of course, your real estate pro, Lisa True. We'll see you next time.